Ready? Ready? Get set. I'm giving mom lots of time to say hi first before I say hi, and then she didn't take it. Hi! Hi! I'm Dan. I'm Carrie. Hi, I'm Patrick. And welcome to the 2006 Academy Awards. They keep happening. Whether we like it or not. Yep. This is If I Ran the Oscars, our podcast where we look at one movie from each year the Oscars were on TV, look at what it won for, and three other categories chosen at random to see how we would do in those. And this was a really broad year of film. It this, was. This one, there was no blockbuster, you know, won all the awards. Like, it wasn't on a yeah, Lord of the Rings year. Four different movies got three awards, and that was the most. Mm-hmm. Which is nutter butters when you think about how there's usually the one movie that's good every year. Right, right, right. Did not have that this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the four, we did not watch any of these, but in case you're curious about what was good in the year of 2005 cinema. Brokeback Mountain, Crash, King, all won three awards. Crash was Best Picture. And several of those films, let's just say, we were not looking forward to watching them with Grandpa, yeah. who's not with us on the podcast tonight, if At you the noticed. Uh, interesting note, this is the fourth time since Best Picture was limited to five films mm-hmm. that all Best Picture nominees also were nominated for Best Director. That's only happened four times, hmm. which is a little interesting. There's yeah, a lot of overlap, but there's usually not perfect overlap. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the best director was the first non-Caucasian person, Ang Lee. So, you know, finally got that taken mm-hmm. care of. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Kira Knightley did not win Best Actress for Elizabeth Bennett. So we well, didn't know. That's because that's not a, my favorite yeah. version anyway. Yeah, it was not even an option to watch Pride and Prejudice. I know, but that's not my favorite version, yeah. so we're going to skip uh, it. George Clooney is the fifth person to get acting, directing, and screenwriting nominations in the same year. Weird. And the first person to do it for two different films. Wow. Okay. Uh, and John Williams uh, tied Alfred Newman for the second most nominated individual in Oscar history. Well, that's kind of a, a so, lot. Yeah. But in I uh, on the subject of George Clooney, we watched Syriana, which sounds like Syria, and you'd be right because there, there is a international mm-hmm. politics term of Pax Syriana, which is not necessarily what this film is about, but it helps with the name because okay. that is the Latin for Syrian peace. Oh, okay. And sure, comes sure. from okay. Pax Romana. Okay, it is sure, sure, sure. that mm-hmm. particular term is about mm-hmm. uh, sort of the peace in the Middle East and the reuniting mm-hmm. of Syria mm-hmm. and things like that. This film, oddly enough, while based on a book, was nominated in the original screenplay category because it was very loosely based on the book. Ah, uh, sure, sure, sure. In that the book is mm-hmm. a memoir in from two thousand and three called "See No Evil." This book, where was it? I had it up. Nope, I lost it. There it is. The subtitle of the book is The True Story of a Ground Soldier in the CIA's War Against Terrorism. The guy who wrote it is a former CIA case officer. So, hmm, interesting there. Uh, One of the main focal points of the story is his obsession with uncovering the perpetrators of the unsolved 1983 U.S. Embassy bombing in Beirut. Mm, sure, sure. Which is probably why they talk about Beirut in this movie a few times. Sure, sure. So. Okay. 
This one, I think we mostly just want to talk about the people in it because we'll complain if we talk about the movie itself too much. Oh, wait. What, you mean the storyline? Yeah. The, not uh... the, the, the problematic storyline. So we can talk about George Clooney instead. Hey, do you know where he uh, had his first big start? Uh, Greenwich Village? I mean, ER. Oh, ER. I forgot about that. However, oh, his acting too. debut was in 1978. I didn't watch ER. I'm probably one of those people who never yeah. watched it. Neither, I mean, of course, neither have I, but I was not. You were too little. I was too little at the time. But that was kind of his big deal thing. His first time working with Steven Soderbergh was in 1998. He would then, in 2001, be in Ocean's Eleven, that was a, which was a bit of a big deal. That was and, more than 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's also Soderbergh. His directorial It wasn't Matt Damon is in that too. Yes, he is. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people in that one. That's a good movie. His directorial debut was in 2002. He would go on to direct multiple movies and act in multiple movies. He has the Academy Award for Best Picture for Argo in 2013. Mm. He oh. has been nominated. Guess how many categories he's been nominated in for Academy Awards? Four. Dad? Well, that's probably a good guess. Maybe five. It is, in fact, six. No way. I was just going to say yep. that. Oh, a, a you should have said it. He shares with Walt Disney and Alfonso Cuaron. That's crazy. I don't know who well, that is. Well, Walt Disney gets to cheat by yeah. having best documentary, best short sure. film, best yeah. animated short film. Whereas, uh, it seems Everybody like Clooney, Clooney had to do lots of things. Hmm. Uh, Brad Pitt is the... Him and Brad Pitt are the only actors to have best supporting actor and best picture. That's weird. In hmm. that they both directed a best picture. Wow. Hmm. He's been on Times 100 Most Influential People from 2006 to 2009. Well, that's a good span. And he uh, finances a spy satellite to keep track of warlords in Africa. Whatever. No, really. He's <laughs> big on activism in uh, the Middle East and Africa. Hmm. Like this movie that he made here, this was probably right up his alley as far as uh, outreach and getting... Uh, Issues noticed. More bang for the buck. Mm-hmm. Whose side is he on? Uh, he's on the side of uh, war crimes are bad. So Corruption is bad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I, we don't have to talk about Matt Damon. We've talked about him before. We don't have to talk about Christopher Plummer, sadly. We've talked about him before. But we haven't talked about Jeffrey Wright. We haven't. Who, I don't know what you've seen him in, Mom. I don't know either. He's been in a lot of things. He's... Uh, been in the more recent James Bond movies, which, which I you ha- which I know you haven't seen. Well, I did see. Uh, yeah. uh, 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 oh, what's the Daniel Craig movie that I have seen? Casino Royale. No, 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 no. Knives. No, 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 no. You haven't seen Knives Out. No, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> the one that's up in Scotland. And oh yeah, Adele we watched it. We watched it. Uh, no, no. Adele is singing. That's Skyfall. Yeah, I've seen that one. He's not in that one. <laughs> Daniel Craig. <laughs> no, Jeffrey oh. Wright. Daniel Craig's in that one. <laughs> uh, Sorry. He's I also left. was in the Hunger Games movies, which Mom which hasn't Ma- seen. I saw, but that's a I saw the first one. Yeah. Do you remember it? why I saw it. All right. Uh, he is in the Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show, What If. I'm and not watching that. He will play Commissioner Gordon in the new Batman movie. I'm not hmm. watching that either. Huh. So... 
where the current score is one Marvel, one DC for this movie, mm-hmm. and by my count, DC is going to come out on top. Oh my god! But we'll see. Because this is going to be more interesting to talk about than the plot of this film. It will be. This movie was kind of clunky. Uh, it lacked it lacked a storyline that made us care, made us wonder how are these characters going to intersect, and then at the end we went, oh. We prefer huh. movies with stronger focus on narrative that, as opposed to political things, which is why we're not in charge of the Oscars. The Oscars people care more about political things. They must. This movie was uh, made four years after Enron went bankrupt, which I think was there was still a big uh, social focus on oil companies and the crap they can do. I agree. In any case, Chris Cooper, who we've seen in some things. We've seen him in some things. Yeah. Uh, October Sky is the one that I think will come to mind most for Always. our family. Yeah. Uh, but he was in The Born Identity, mm-hmm. Where the Wild Things Are. Yeah. Uh, in uh, Cars 3. I would not have re- remembered that. <laughs> Uh, and the 2019 Little Women. I have seen that. And I actually, I like that film. <laughs> and uh, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Is that the, that's the Tom Hanks That's film. the Tom Hanks, Mr. Rogers movie. Which I think was a good film. I think you should go out and watch yeah. that. Uh, he has an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for the movie Adaptation. I don't know that film. I We didn't end up having to watch that one. Hmm. Uh, he is also... Marvel movies too. <laughs> He's in the Amazing Spider-Man Two, which, for anyone who's keeping track at home, is one of the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> it is inter. It is also important to note that most of the Spider-Man movies are the bad ones. <laughs> the recent ones are pretty good. The older ones, the bad ones. Hey, but in this film. The kid's sweatshirt said Spider-Man on the sleeve. It did, and they were talking about spiders. All right, next guy on our list. Keep going with the people. Why did I pull up Robert Foxworth? Where did he come from? What did he, he do in this, this one? He was in this. He was, uh... He was a guy. I'm trying to remember. He was in the, early in the film. Yeah. Which character, which, character was, which character was he? Go to the castle. Go to the castle. Does it matter? Tommy Barton. That helps. Yeah. No, the... This is one of the movies where, on the Wikipedia page, it lists uh, actors by appearance, not by prominence. Mm -hmm. Which makes it difficult to remember who was who, because I have to remember when he showed up. You have to remember back to the beginning. And if you can't tell, we're a little snarky about this film. We are. Uh, We're not going to watch it again. He he did a lot of TV in the 70s. I can't remember that far He was in The Mod Squad. Well, right. He was in the Mod Squad, Frankenstein, and Hawaii Five O as three different doctors. Everybody was. Everybody wanted to be in the Mod Squad because that was a cool show. He was in two episodes of Deep Space Nine. Well, that's nerdy. And an episode of Stargate SG One. I did not know that. <laughs> Either. Uh, and the West Wing. He's a senator. He was. Yes. Yeah. Uh, right. Like one episode. Yep. One episode. They needed a senator. Not the senator with a hooker. No, it's the one where they were debating uh, if they should fire... Well, no. Yeah. That doesn't matter. <laughs> Alright. In any case, we'll skip him because we don't remember what he was doing. Fair. Uh, then, I have pulled up here a guy who I do not remember which character in this movie he was. Because on uh, Wikipedia, it says his character's name is Willie. Great. And I don't remember which character that is, but... 
it was interesting to pull up because of what he's done, and I would not have guessed these things. His name is William McCormick Jr. So his name is William, and he played a character named Willie. And it wasn't one of the kids, because he was in his 30s when this movie was made. He's best known for the short film, If Anything Happens, I Love You, from 2020, which earned him the Academy Award for Best Animated Short Film. What? He wrote Toy Story 4. What? (laughs) So, who was this? What? This was... This is... I don't remember which character he was in the movie. His name is Will McCormick. And I don't remember who he was in here. But, well, like, it's going to be a mystery. Let's just chalk it up to mystery. Yeah, and get on because it's he's a good he's written some good movies. He's appeared in some things, and he's just completely missed in this movie. Huh. Uh, next person who I didn't recognize, and then all of a sudden I thought, oh, I know who that is. Uh, is going to be William Hurt, who was nominated for an Academy Award this year for a different movie. Yes. But also had a very small part in this one. Yes, I recognized him. And then, Marvel's number three, he's in, uh, he plays General Thaddeus Ross, who is the guy who yes. gets upset at the Hulk all the time. Yes. I don't know that. I uh, we've talked, we've talked, out about we've talked about years. two different actresses who have played his daughter in different Hulk movies. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me shake my head. Yeah. No. I... Uh, Next, someone that you recognized and you weren't sure who it was. His name is Mark Strong. Mm-hmm. He played Masawi. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's been in some things. A lot of things. That's why lot. I recognize him. He's that. been in a lot of things. Uh, most recently, people would recognize him from the Kingsman movies. Mm-hmm. That's where I would recognize yeah. him from recently. He's also He was also Sinestro, who, fun fact, is not the bad guy in the movie he's in, despite his name being... Sinestro. <laughs> However, he becomes the bad guy shortly after the credits. After the credits. Uh, that's the Green Lantern movie. I oh. saw that film. And he's the bad guy in the Shazam movie, which means he's a villain in two DC movies. Okay, he's <laughs> okay. different villains. Different villain. Oh yeah, and he's in the new Cruella movie. That I do want to see. I think that... Yep. I think that will be a visually yep. interesting He's the bad guy in Sherlock Holmes with Robert Downey Jr. Mm-hmm. He's uh, the bad guy in Kick-Ass. Uh, <laughs> so he's, he's good, good at being a, a bad, bad guy. guy. He's good at being a bad guy. Being a bad guy. All right. uh, Jane Atkinson, who I thought is interesting that she's playing a very similar role to the one I recognized her in. Mm-hmm. She's uh, the sort of middle manager lady at the CIA. Sure. Yeah. Who is uh, helping Bob get thrown under the bus? Spoilers. Uh, she played a similar sort of manager role on the TV show Twenty Four. Oh, sure, sure. And also is the section chief in Criminal Minds. So she's really good at playing uh, a like an assistant director of a government agency. Okay. Uh, That's she's a really al- narrow... she's also uh, the vice president in Madam Secretary. I didn't recognize that. That's why that. she's recognized. Yeah. And she's the Secretary of State and House of Cards. Yeah. I didn't watch that <laughs> series. That I couldn't watch. Yeah. So she's done a few things, and it's nice that we get to talk about her. But we're not done yet, because we haven't gotten to Alexander Sadiq, mm-hmm. who Dad correctly either recognized or had looked up previously as being Dr. Bashir in Deep Space Nine. <laughs> so big Star Trek energy there. 
I've seen him around and thinks he was in Game of Thrones too. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want. I'm not a Game of Thrones person. Uh, he's he hasn't been in as many things that we would necessarily recognize mm-hmm. besides Star Trek. And once you're in Star Trek, everyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> well. Yeah. There is that. And to definitely put DC on top of the who has more people in their movies is the uncredited role of Viola Davis, who I recognized and was upset that she wasn't on the Wikipedia page because she's not in the credits. Okay. She is the director of the CIA at kind of at the beginning where they're having that little debrief. Oh, that's who that was. I think and, that's where Robert Foxworth was. was yeah, in that probably. Or something. She is the youngest actor and the first African-American to achieve the triple crown of acting. A.K.A. an Academy Award, an Emmy, and a Tony. Hmm. So, pretty cool. She has a, a star on the Hollywood Walk. Oh, so how young is she? She was born in 65. Hmm. Uh, in 2020, the New York Times put her ninth on the list of greatest actors of the 21st century up to that point. Hmm. Huh. Uh, went to Juilliard, has an OB. What's her name again? Her name is Viola Davis. That's her real name. That, I hope that's what it says on the. That's a, what it says on the card. Okay. Uh, her breakthrough film was the movie Doubt. Why do I know that film? I uh, because it had Meryl Streep and Philip Seymour Hoffman in it. Oh, probably. What she study at Juilliard? Uh, probably acting. Uh, it doesn't say, but it was probably acting because yeah, she's an actress. Uh, I recognized her because she is the. Uh, leader of the secret government squad Task Force X in the Suicide Squad movies and is one of the only bits of continuity between those movies and the regular DC superhero movies. Oh. And, like, at a point where they didn't have to have continuity, they yeah. got her to reprise a role. Uh, she's done a lot of stuff. A lot of I've... film, a lot of television... Yeah, definitely someone that people should know about. Yeah. I uh, and that kind of concludes my list of people who are who I thought we should talk about. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, this was uh... well. Let's talk about what categories you know right. we randomly rolled that we should talk about. So we've randomly we randomly rolled the only well we have to start with the thing that it won an award for. Did it? It won one. It award. won one award, and it was for best supporting actor for George Clooney. And do you know who he was up against? I can definitely tell you who he was up against. Because I think he did he a fine job. He was up against Matt, Matt Dillon in Crash. Yep, Paul Giamatti, Cinderella Man, Jake Gyllenhaal, Brokeback Mountain, mm-hmm. and William Hurt, A History of Violence. Interesting, because he was in the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but none. <laughs> I mean, not. I think Brokeback Mountain was. Uh, it was it, it was a breakout film, I think, yeah. because of the social commentary. Definitely, and they got three mm-hmm. awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, well, it got it, that was best director right. was mm-hmm. the big but I one think that one that got. This film didn't have the depth of storytelling, the depth of I mean, even just the no, cinematography, but, even the art direction, what didn't seem to. I've definitely be Oscar seen material. I've seen movies that how that are really badly written but where the actors are doing everything they can to take the you know the crap and spin it into gold mm-hmm. and this movie is by no means crap right like i'm i my example there is almost certainly going to be batman and robin and arnold schwarzenegger doing the most 
as Mr. Freeze to try and put some sort of interest into the movie. And this is not that bad, definitely not that level of a movie, but he is doing, the acting in this movie is really good across the board. I, I think so. Right. Yeah, I believed in the characters, mm-hmm. but he, I, I just, I had a hard time yeah. connecting with the story and connecting yeah. how the different characters connected in the story. Yeah. So acting wise, I think it's perfectly, perfectly reasonable for him to have won there. Our first bonus category is best screenplay. Oh boy, let's talk about the story. So I decided to pull up the guy who wrote this movie, which is Stephen I. Geigen, which is the phonetic pronunciation is on his Wikipedia page. Okay. He wrote Traffic, which we watched and really liked because it had both a good story and good cinematography art direction to go with it. This movie didn't have that second part, and the story wasn't as good either, which is a little disappointing because, you know, we know that this guy could do better, but also, he didn't just write this movie, he directed it. Oh, he was too close to it, maybe. Steven Soderbergh, who we talked about a bit with how much he likes George Clooney, was the director for Traffic. And in this movie here, there wasn't as much focus on the entire filmmaking experience. There was just the story being told, and you went A to B to C to D, and you just do your story bits. But it was, oh, I don't know. And so even even if it had been a good story, I think the presentation would have diminished it. And what we ended up with was... It wasn't a great story. It was disconnected. It was, instead of a two-hour movie, it was three 40-minute movies. And And when you got to the end and sort of saw how they came together, I don't think they came together very strongly. They didn't. No, they Like, at all. You kind of looked at, okay, like, Matt Damon was was there at the end of the, near the end, and... And you kind of look at it and say, okay, he was there, but so why it was, was that a, You know what? It was a Monty Python conclusion. Okay. It, it felt like a Monty, like Monty Python and the Flying Circus. When they were just, when they got to the end of a sketch and they didn't know what to do with it, they just blew it up. Yeah. Spoilers <laughs> for uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> the movie ends abruptly. <laughs> That's the way their sketches, even yeah. when they were doing their... Their uh, their um, seasonal show on television, yeah. they would just they would end a sketch and they were done. It was done being funny, and they would just cut it. Yeah, and that's the way this film felt. So sorry. Yeah, so there were four interlocking stories. Well, interlocking in air quotes. There were four <laughs> stories in this movie, and two of the characters' stories never interacted with the other stories at all. Yeah. And the other two did so twice. with, And it was in passing. And one it felt of, loose. Yeah. So loose. Going back to Traffic, because that he wrote that one too. It's going to be our point of reference. The people in that movie didn't interact. The Connected Stories people weren't always interacting. But the actions of one of them affected another one. Whereas in this movie, each person's actions were their own story to tell. Well, except for Bob. Yeah. I mean, because Bob sold his missile to the wrong guy. Yeah. He but, didn't know it. Yeah, but that didn't become important until the end. And he didn't... His story was not him trying to get his missile back. 
it was him trying to clear his name and war- you know do the right thing. But he wasn't hunkering down, trying to find his missile, figuring that out. That would have been more interesting. There's there's ways that the story could have been told to make each character matter to the overall plot. As opposed to just being four small plots. So yeah, uh, it was nominated for screenplay. Huh. Which would make us us upset, but you know. Alright, what's Uh, our other bonus category? Our next bonus category is Best Actress. They're... Was there an actress? There were actresses in the movie, but none of them really did a lot. And none of the one... There definitely wasn't any, like, two-minute performance that deserves anything in this one. There there weren't any that that deserved a nomination. Uh, We can uh, look over there and see that Reese Witherspoon won for Walk the Line as Mrs. Johnny Cash. And I've seen that movie, and I remember it being actually pretty good. So, there's another one to look at. And our last one is best sound effects. Explosions? There was explosions. Yeah. Oh, the, the sound effects in this one were not super great. Obviously, it was not nominated. Uh, if we're going to look at uh, best sound mixing, which is what that would be, uh, King Kong won for doing monkey noises. Mm-hmm. Also in there, Chronicles of Narnia, Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe. We've watched that for which, a podcast. Which we did watch for a podcast. This year, it won for makeup. Memoirs of a Geisha. I've seen that. Walk the Line. I've seen that. And War of the Worlds. I don't know that I've seen that. I believe that's... Is that the Keanu Reeves one? No, that's the Tom Cruise one. Keanu Reeves is in The Day the Earth Stood Still, I think. Yes. Tom Cruise and Dakota Fanning is this movie. Oh, golly. But, yeah, big alien spaceships. So, you know, alien noises. <laughs> uh, the explosions were fine. This movie was definitely not going to be up for that award. No. And it's fine. A little disappointing on our extra categories this time to not have a lot to talk about. But again, overall, if you want to see, you know, early George Clooney doing cool stuff and you're not upset by people getting their fingernails pulled off, uh, watch this movie. Well, and this isn't particularly early for him. No. But, um, but, no, this but is, in a film career. Yeah, but this yeah. is like, this is Ocean's Eleven era George Clooney. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoy Ocean's Eleven mm-hmm. more. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, Any additional fun facts? I was looking for something. He's still looking. No fun facts. I'm not having much much luck. Sadness. Sorry. All right. Well, then I'm going to thank the Academy for doing its job and thereby pointing us in the direction of quality acting. Yep. (laughs) And also maybe filmmaking one day. And filmmaking. All right. Sometimes. Bye. 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 Good night. Good God. (laughs)